Uh, I just want to, before I invite Sheikh Ibrahim, I just wanted to say on my behalf here with my limited involvement with this program, Jazakallah khair to, uh, to three groups of people. The first to you for coming, taking time out of your schedules uh, to come and spend time with us for however brief or for however long. The second is to the organizers. I mean, mashallah, they've been doing tremendous khidmat of us as guests. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes on that most of us don't see. And uh, this is it's a labor of love, as they say, because these are people that are doing khidmat for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for the guests coming to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we make dua that Allah reward them. And finally, uh, you know, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, uh, sincere thanks to the ulama that have come from their respective uh, places, leaving their families and their responsibilities behind, uh, and particularly to Sheikh Ibrahim and to his family, to come here to be with us. Uh, to accept our invitation uh, to be with us because this is the suhbah that we're seeking of the righteous of the salihin. So in our last session here, we invite Sheikh Ibrahim uh, to, the, to the podium to share his concluding remarks and for the dua. Sayyidina wa Habibina wa Nabiina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ahsanin ila yamikin amma ba'd. Alhamdulillah, to the rahmah, mercy and blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we heard beautiful talks. Although Sometimes as we sit there, we listen to a talk and we are looking at the person's method of delivering it and the type of story he would convey. But the reality would not change by us judging these scholars that these talks, regardless of how they were delivered, they are full of knowledge, wisdom, and information for all of us. And of course, this is our field that we just study. Learning and teaching is our field. And sitting there, I could see that there was so much preparation done, so much thought was put into these talks that sometime when you start looking at these topics and you start looking at the material available in our Islamic books related to these fields and these topics, it's extremely difficult to decide what to take and what to leave. And Alhamdulillah, I have noticed that the selection was the best and as I told you earlier also at the beginning of our conference that we never tried and we don't even look for having just speakers who would just come and talk by preparing a speech and give us a beautiful talk to impress us. We were looking for ulama, for sulaha, for people who have learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through proper channels 
to be with us. And one of the very important benefit of these type of conferences is to see the ulama around us. Now all of us have seen these ulama. So in future, we can keep contact with these ulama. Take their emails, take their phone numbers. If you happen to be in their localities, go and visit them. Benefit from their knowledge. Because these are the people that have formally learned the knowledge of deen. And when we say learn the knowledge of deen, truly speaking, most of us, we would not even know what I'm saying when I say learn the knowledge of deen. Because to many people, knowledge of deen means you may have heard, learned few books of hadith or read the translation of few ayahs of Al-Quran. Or, if a person would go further than that, then he have listened to some audio CDs and searched on few topics on Islam. But, when we talk about Islamic knowledge, we will not call a person alim, a scholar, until that person have learned the language, the language of Quran. Not necessarily the commonly spoken Arabic language, but the language of Quran. And the person is, has the ability of understanding the hadith from their original sources and understanding the ayahs of Quran in their original words, in the words of Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the studies, the explanation of the ulama, of the muhaddisin, of the fuqaha. And this person knows what the true knowledge of deen is and how knowledge was practiced, was understood, how these ayahs were understood by the scholars of Islam. It's not that just sitting here and after learning the language now a person is giving an opinion that, oh, I think this should be the meaning of the ayah, this should be the meaning of the hadith. No, this is a knowledge that we have to know how our elders, how the ulama, how the scholars of Islam, how mushahideen, mufassireen, muhaddisin understood these ayahs. How did they practice on these ayahs? I'll give you a simple example of it so that we at least understand how this knowledge of Islam is very deep and we have to know the backgrounds before we can give any opinion about any of the ayahs of any of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There are so many, as, just as I said this, it looks like I am having a war in my mind, that so many examples going through my mind, that it's becoming difficult for me to even select one of these examples to present, but I'll just present a very simple one, so that we realize it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Quran al-Kareem, speaks about, لَيْسَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ جُنَاحٌ فِيمَا طَعِمٌ إِذَا مَتَّقَوْا there is no sin for those who believe in Allah and do good deeds to eat whatever they eat. There are people who have been calling this ayah to prove that, you know, you don't have to worry too much about this as long as you have iman and you do the good deeds. And really, if you look at the literal meaning of the ayah, this is what it's, how it sounds. There is no sin for the people of iman and those who do good deeds to eat whatever they eat. If they have the taqwa of Allah and they do the good deeds. Now, there are occasions where situations, if you go to a masjid, you attend a halaqa, and you see people giving opinions about this. And one of the places 
people are talking about this ayah, and one of the brothers says, you know, I think this means that as long as, you know, you have, you have to make sure that iman is the most important thing. This halal and haram issue, as people really make it a major issue, this is not a major issue. This is what Allah means. So in other words, in simple words, now this person is taking the halal and haram issue out of deen. And this is not of so much importance. The main thing is that you iman, you worry about your iman and your amal, that's all. The other person says, no, no, it looks like what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in this ayah is that when you eat, you just have the taqwa of Allah means you say bismillah. So he's explaining, he's translating the word of taqwa by saying bismillah. So you say bismillah and eat, that becomes halal. So from this ayah, it means that anything that you eat, if you say bismillah, it becomes halal. And they're going on with their opinions. I'm sitting there thinking, don't they realize that there are people who understood this ayah before them? There have been people for the last 1400 years who have been reciting this ayah and practicing on it, and they wrote books about halal and haram in Islam. If they really thought what you think, they would never write books about halal and haram. So, we really need the right knowledge of deen. At this time, the general problem that we see in the ummah and almost everywhere, as Rasulullah explained, that there will be abundance of ignorance. Ignorance everywhere. And believe me, it would be, I don't remember having a headache in my life, alhamdulillah. But if you think about this jahl nowadays, it's enough to give you a headache. So much jahl, so much jahl, that people are coming up with their jahl, considering it the highest level of knowledge. Believe me, the jahl, the most ignorance that could, you could even think about is considered to be the highest level of knowledge these days. So, the point I was mentioning is, these are the ulama who have studied the knowledge from their authentic sources and it's not by one or two books alhamdulillah they have spent six seven years after Hafz al-Quran Hafz al-Quran takes two to three years after that six seven years learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going into the depth of understanding the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in our final year of alim uh, course in the final year where they study all of Sahaja Sitta or most of the Sahaja Sitta the classes sometime, especially in the last four or five months, the class start after Salat al-Fajr. And the last class ends at about 8.30 in the evening. Go anywhere in the world and you want to have these type of classes going, classes going on for such long hours. And throughout these classes, throughout these classes, you know what they're learning throughout the day and night? From Fajr until Salat al-Isha. All they are learning is Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One of the students graduated from Darulun and spent six years out after graduation. He came back. He says, when I was during the time of studies at that time, I didn't, I didn't realize, but now I feel that in those days, it was just like if you were living in the time of Prophet because day and night we are just talking about Prophet said this, Prophet was doing this, Sahaba were doing this, and he said this, and he did this, and he's walking, and he's eating, and he's sitting, and 
we were just talking about Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So it was like if it was, we were living at that time. And as soon as we came out, he says, I feel that I guess came in a different world. And truly, you cannot understand something until you put yourself so much into it, until you become part of it. You make yourself part of it. And then you will really understand it. So, there is, alhamdulillah, so much learning and teaching of the hadith, especially in the final year, that the person would feel that he is just over there in that environment. This is why sometimes, when a person in that environment, when he speaks to people outside, they don't understand what he's talking about. Because he is speaking as if he is there 1400 years back, and these people are looking at him, what are you saying? It's not practical. And to him, this is the only way, that there can't be any other way. Prophet ﷺ used to do this and he said it this way and Sahaba did it this way. So, Alhamdulillah, it is truly Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserved the knowledge of deen. And it is through the people that Allah preserves knowledge of deen, not through CDs, not through books, not through internets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah ﷺ told us in the hadith, which is in the Sahah, that a time would come when there will be a lot of ignorance. And during those days, people will choose ignorant people to be the leaders. These ignorant people now will be asked questions about deen. They will start giving fatawa without having any knowledge about the ruling of Sharia. They will go astray and they will be misleading others. And we see this Allah happening everywhere, that we choose a person to lead Salah initially, and then after that, this person will be asked questions about Islam, and then, now, this person becomes the Grand Mufti of the city, as at least if not for the country. And he starts judging not only the uh, ulama of his time, he starts judging now the scholars of the past, and starts judging the ayyimah, and mushtahideen, and mufassireen, and he's challenging the muhaddisin. You don't even know what this knowledge is all about. You're talking about those muhaddisin. You are judging between the a'imma and fuqaha, those who devoted their lives day and night studying and teaching the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is just like a person, a barber, went back home. And that day, he had some argument, maybe early morning with his wife. So at the end of the day, he goes back home and he's so happy and he wants to share his happiness and his joy with his wife and he says, you know what happened today? And this will also give you a good lesson that never upset her. She says, what? He says, you know, today I went to the king and he called me or grooming his hair, and at the end he said to me, you are the best barber in the country. He's so happy that the king said, I was the best barber in the country. And she gives him that look and says, what does that mean? What does the king know about this field? The king doesn't know anything about this field. If all the barbers will tell you that you were the best barber, that would mean something. But if the king is telling you, who is he to tell you about barber? About being a good barber? So same thing happens to us that, oh, this is a great scholar. How do we know he's a great scholar? 
just by the way that we were we liked uh, this presentation. No, it's the ilm that they have studied who will prove that if they were scholars or not. So, the point I was mentioning, alhamdulillah, we had ulama and we had people who really studied the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in depth. And one very important thing for all of us here to remember, these ulama that you have seen, they are just like our children that were born and raised in this part of the world. They, we did not bring these scholars from some other countries. We did not import ulama and kuffals. These are the ones that were born and raised in this part of the world, just like our own children here. Those of our children who may Allah protect, many of them, they don't even know how to recite one surah properly. Their parents, may Allah bless them and reward them, they chose totally something totally different for their children, and that is to have the whole Quran preserved in their hearts, and they were not even satisfied just with that, so they made their children learn the meanings of Quran, and they made their children learn the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and message of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Until now, they became ulama and alhamdulillah. They became the leaders for the ummah of the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, about whom Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that al-ulama'u warasatul anbiya. Scholars are the inheritors of Anbiya In simple words, when I look at my teacher, and this is a fact that for some time when I used to be with my teacher, I used to think, how should I look at my teacher as? And then this, uh, this hadith really solved that problem and I didn't have to ask anyone about it anymore. And that is, Rasulullah through this hadith is telling us that I will not live with you forever. So when I'm not there, then of course, you need to go to someone just as Sahaba come to me. So who you should go to? Al-Ulama'u Warasatul Anbiya. Ulama will be sitting in my position at that time. And you go to the ulama, you go to the scholars of that time. And Alhamdulillah, see, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala put these children in that position now, Alhamdulillah. These children that were born and raised over here, they had all the ability of going anywhere else and getting any other education just like all the other people are doing. And some of them, in fact, were in other fields. And they decided to leave that, and they wanted to become Hufaz and Ulama. And now, Alhamdulillah, they are teaching people the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doing what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to do for Sahaba Rizwanullahi at this time. It's not a minor position. If today someone would show us a miswak of Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that this is Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's miswak, everyone would want to go and kiss the miswak. If someone will show us the Imam of Prophet out of respect, we may want to put that Imam on our head. Not only this, believe me, if someone would get the slippers of Rasulullah would be an honor to put it on our head. And more than this, Rasulullah says, don't look for my clothing, don't look for my slippers, don't look for my Imama, don't look for my miswak, look for the ulama, they are the ones who have inherited me. They are the ones who have inherited me, and they have all what I brought for you people, they have it. So if you need anything from of mine, go to the ulama. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our children also ulama. With this, I like to once again thank all the brothers and sisters who attended the program, even of those who have already left, 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them and reward all of them. And especially, especially the brothers and sisters who worked so hard to make this a successful program. And I have, I'm going to just go through a list of the names. I asked for it and I just wanted to mention it. And the reason of mentioning is not to admire them. The main reason that I'm mentioning it that inshallah, after this we will be making dua. So just mentioning the names and then inshallah we will make dua so that they will have inshallah at least well, we, as we heard the names we are making a special dua for these brothers and sisters. And on the top of the list it has to be Brother Simab who initially when we talk, started talking about the program and Brother Sumer whose name will come next in the list for sure for me at least although the name is not written that when I started, we started talking, Brother Sumer said, you know, Brother Sima, my brother-in-law is saying he will take care of it. Don't worry about it. He will make all the arrangements. Of course, with the uh, effort from the community, he said that, inshallah, he will make all the arrangements. And after few conversations, I was so satisfied that even when Brother Sima called me about some of the arrangements, I didn't even return his call. I said, you know, he will do it and he let him do everything. And Alhamdulillah, it was done better than we could ever expect. So, of course, with the help of others, but this was the initial step that I'm mentioning. That it is initially when there was someone that I, of course, when we are having a program, we are hosting a program, we know people will be coming from far places as we've seen. That Alhamdulillah, people came from Florida, people came and then we have speakers that Alhamdulillah, we invited from Alberta, Canada. Uh, thousands of miles and then we have people coming from New York, from Maryland, from all around. So, of course, it's our responsibility to make sure that there is a space there and there is, inshallah, all the necessities will be there and their needs will be fulfilled and they will have, they will not have a problem. Alhamdulillah, the way they had initially mentioned about their arrangements, it was so satisfying that we said, okay, let's go ahead with the program, Alhamdulillah. And Alhamdulillah, everyone saw and seen that how successful was everything and how beautiful were the arrangements. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of them. So, uh, Brother Sima, Brother Khalid, Brother Feroz, mashallah, who didn't let anyone without tea, even those who never drank had tea in their lives, maybe that they had it today. And uh, Brother Sikandar sitting over here, Brother Anwar, Brother uh, uh, Sumir's father, Brother Alim, Brother Sarwar, Brother Irfan, uh, uh, Brother Shahab, and then in the sisters area also we had Sister Nabila and Sister, Sister Uzma. MashaAllah, when sisters were coming, they took care of all of that. We got some, alhamdulillah, reports that MashaAllah, they were very well taken care of. And then, uh, not to forget the president of the masjid, uh, MashaAllah, with a good smile, he was helping everyone. And uh, Brother Waqar, we had some of the guests that came from Florida, of course, because they flew to Philadelphia. And then they came over here on Thursday night. So they arrived about 1 o'clock, and he was waiting for them here at 1 o'clock. So subhanAllah, you could see the diafa, and you see that the way they have really honored their guests. And Brother Imtiaz, Brother Sadiq, Brother Iqbal, Brother Muiz, Brother Amir, Brother Qadir. And of course, there may be some that we are missing their names. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of them and reward all of them and all the other ones who have done anything, uh, participated in this program in any way, shape and form. And even those who were planning to participate and they could not come for any reason, may Allah accept them also.
And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make these programs a mean of bringing all of us to the deen of Allah. And as we have gathered over here, may Allah gather us in Jannah also. We have gathered for the sake of Allah. We have no other reason of gathering in this place. We have no other purpose just to learn the deen, just to, uh, for the sake of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We didn't know each other. Most of us are new and alhamdulillah we came over here and we came only for the sake of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as we have gathered for the sake of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gathers us the same way in Jannah inshaAllah. And a lot of brothers and sisters have requested for dua. A lot of them therefore I'm going to, I'm not going to mention all the names. But there's a lot of brothers and sisters who have requested for dua for themselves, for their relatives, for their deceased people, for uh, sick people in their families. So inshallah as we make dua, make dua for all of them that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfill everyone's need and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of them from all the hardships, difficulties, evils, problems. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless everyone with the highest uh, level of rahmah and barakah in their houses, in their families, in their work, in their lives, in their iman and protect our iman, protect our children and their iman. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of us, our families and may Allah establish this deen in our lives and in the lives of our children. So inshallah we will make dua and then after dua inshallah the president of the masjid would like to say a few words. So inshallah just after dua please wait until the president of the masjid says a few, a few words and then inshallah we will have salat al <laughs> Rabbana, let us 
رب ارحم هو وارب العالي صغيرا ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وخطانا ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم اجرنا من النار اللهم اجرنا من النار اللهم اجرنا من النار اللهم اجرنا من خلف الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة اللهم اقنا عذابك يوم تجمع عبادك اللهم اقنا عذاب القبر وقنا عذاب الفقر وقنا فتنة المسيح الدجال اللهم ادخلنا الجنة بغير حساب وتوفنا مع الصالحين غير خزايا ولا مكفورين اللهم اللهم اجعل هذا العمل خالصا لوجهك الكريم اللهم اجعل هذا العمل خالصا لوجهك الكريم اللهم اجعل هذا العمل خالصا لوجهك الكريم اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم انا نسالك رضاك والجنه ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار اللهم انا نسالك رضاك والجنه ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار اللهم انا نسالك رضاك والجنه ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انا نسالك علما نافعا ويقينا صادقا وقلبا خاشعا ولسانا ذاكرا وتوبه نصوحا وتوبه قبل الموت اللهم انا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب له اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم ربنا اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولاساتذتنا ولمشايخنا ولمن له حق علينا ولمن يصانا بالدعاء ولجميع المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الاحياء منهم والاموات انك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم انا نسالك بالخير ما سالك منه نبيك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ منه نبيك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وانت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم اله العالمين استماع اليك قبول فرمانك رب العالمين صدق الاباعث خير وكفنا به رب العالمين دين في شعائر كذريه بنا به رب العالمين رب العالمين في نزلات خدمه بكيه صدق خدمته قبول فرمانك اپنی شان شان دا خیر عطا فرما الہ العالمین سب کو اپنی شان شان دا خیر عطا فرما رب العالمین ایمان کی بہارے ہر جگہ پہ چلا دے رب العالمین اس مسجد میں ایمان کی بہارے چلا دے رب العالمین یہاں کے لوگوں کے گھروں میں ایمان کی بہارے چلا دے سنتوں کو زندہ فرما دے سنتوں کو سب کی زندگیوں میں عام فرما دے رب العالمین اس کام شریعت کے مطابق زندگی گزارنے کی توفیق عطا فرما دے الہ العالمین ہمارے جمع ہونے کو قبول فرما کسی کو بھی تعلیمات نہ روکا الہ العالمین اللہ 
And if there was anything wrong with food, please see Brother Arfan. Is that going to be it? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.